Welcome to the Forest FM podcast, episode 49. I'm Killian Vigna. And I'm Zoe Biddle Springer. This week's episode is our monthly roundup of the most popular posts in October from the Forest Salon software blog and our competition special. So we'll share our executive special blog. If we had to run a salon or spas of today, we would. Uh, we'll summarize there are no shortcuts to building a successful salon or spa and expanding with the second location, is your salon truly ready? We'll take a look back at some recent guests we've had on the show as we approach our 50th episode and finally announce our newest forest competition. As always, we top off the show with our upcoming Forest Academy webinars. This podcast is produced every Monday morning for your enjoyment with a cup of coffee on your day off. Now, let's get into the show. Good morning, Zoe. Good morning, Killian. How are you? I'm good now. I'm good. So, um, our monthly roundup episode, but it's more almost like a kind of a look back on the year, isn't it? Oh, it is. Because next week it's our 50th episode, realistically. Yeah, we're coming up on the big 5-0, which is essentially a year. Yeah. So, like, it's mad to think that a year ago when we were, like, now we're in a studio, we're sitting down, everything sounds really good. Where before when we started, it was literally a case of, oh, we have an idea to do a podcast Neither of us even wanted to be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted it more than I did. Come on. <laughs> uh, we, we, had, we had the guys plan, uh, picked. We knew who we were going to get on the show. We were going to do all the back end and stuff like that. And then our mm. marketing manager turns around and goes, well, no, actually, if the show is going to go ahead, you two are going to do it. And we were both so nervous doing the show. Yeah. And even just back when we were recording, we played the intro and outro off of a phone while recording because we didn't really know what we were doing. We were reading three your blogs a week. But like the reason we're saying this is whether you're someone who is trying to come up with a new product or you're a salon who's trying to create a new experience or a new service, people get so bogged down on making sure everything is perfect before bringing it to market. Mm. Where with us, when we came up with this podcast, we knew what we wanted to do, but we were told, just start it. And yeah, we were nervous when we started. <laughs> we didn't really have an idea of what we were doing, but we, you know what, we recorded the first episode and we threw it out there. Yeah. And it's come such a long way because... Like like I said, with a product and a service, get the basics down, release it. You'll get feedback off your customers, and then you'll know which direction to take that service, the experience, or the product. Like Your customers are essentially going to build your brand. People are so worried about, I need to build my brand, I need to build my brand. You don't know what your brand is unless you're getting feedback from the people that are going to pay you the money. Yeah, I'd say, I mean, a brand maybe is a little uh, is a little much in terms of like the product people are going to bring, uh, build the product. The brand, I mean, it, it has to do with your, your mission statement and, and such, I find personally. Yeah. But I don't know, maybe maybe you agree with me or not, and that's fine. I mean, <laughs> Everyone has their own opinions. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying of... Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like I, when we release new features, say on even just for salon software, the product, yeah. uh, you know, and, and we get feedback and we we know what direction to take. That's what I'm getting from from what you were saying there. Like the, the product is going to be built depending on what people are giving back in terms of feedback. Uh, now, in terms of branding for, for myself, personally, my opinion is just that it would have you'd have to kind of have your idea, like your core values and your ethos and stick to that, you know? Yeah. OK. Yeah, I get what you mean there. So. Yeah, what I mean more is like we could come up with all these cool new products and features. Yeah. We could come up with this class format for the podcast uh, that yeah. we think people are going to love. But if <laughs> I suppose if we're not asking people if they're enjoying this episode or that episode or if they're actually going to use this new feature, then we're just making it for ourselves. And it'd be like us just making a show because we want to, we're we're creating content that we want to hear. But we're not making a show for us, we're making a show for you guys. Exactly, So we're yeah. trying to create content you want to hear. 
So that's that whole development thing there, yeah. Mm, no, I get what you mean there, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like we said, so now people started approaching us and they were going, actually, I want to hear more about HR in the salon. I want to hear more about law. A big one, and we're going to talk about it today, is leadership in the salon and stuff like that. So like before, when we were reading off your blogs, now we're actually going, okay, yeah, we'll get industry experts on the show to actually talk about these topics because, well, they know more about it than us. But you guys are actually looking for this content, so yeah, let's do it. So that's how we ended up changing the format of the show. And we're constantly upgrading or changing the content or the format of the show as well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, all we really want is for you guys to get the most out of it. And that, that's why we ask you for feedback at every ending of, of an episode, you know. And yeah, so if, if anything, like if you have uh, suggestions of people to get on the show, if you would like to yourself be on the show, if you have an interesting story to share, we're always welcoming new ideas and happy to, you know, make things happen on the podcast. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. And speaking of feedback, um, I think as I suppose our first topic came through feedback. Yes, Chris Parker was telling me how he really admired uh, the culture in Forest and was curious to see or understand how Ronan, our CEO, made that happen. And so he asked me, could you ask Ronan, so if he had to run a salon or a spa as of today, what would he do differently to the way the industry currently works? So I was chatting to him and I was like, listen, this is a really good idea. I might actually even ask all of our team leads because for myself, I was like, well, Ronan has an opinion, but then also every single team lead in every single department will have a different view on the industry because they're seeing different things. They're, de- they're dealing with different parts of different businesses. So that's what I did in the end. And so I asked Ronan, I asked Melanie Ike at the head of training. I asked Connor Keppel, head of marketing. I asked John Doran, development team manager, uh, and Patrick Monaghan, product director. So we essentially have five areas of a business covered right there. Yeah. And they're very different as well, you know? So training, marketing, development, like if you kind of go through the blog, the things that these team needs are mentioning it just is very different you know Ronan says he would tackle the lack of business training at beauty colleges because he says that most salon owners get trained incredibly as therapists or hairdressers but once they get they open their own place their job completely changes and that's where the business management kind of side of it, it, it's just kind of lacking. And he's comparing it to the hotel management courses. And he thinks that if there's there would be something similar in the hair and beauty industry for people who are first starting out, the industry would probably see a massive transformation. And I could see that happening, to be honest. It, we actually had a guest on the show talk about the exact same challenges as well, didn't we? Sam Pierce. Exactly, yeah. So that's that's one view on things. Melanie, she was saying, so Melanie is the head of training at Forest Salon Software. She has loads of industry experience. And she was saying that basically she would train salon staff in more than just treatments and services, uh, you know, reflect the client journey, ask, get it down to the DNA of the business, the values, uh, to see everyone's personality uh, through like the disc, which we talked about on the podcast in oh, just a while back now already. One of the biggest things internally in Forest at the moment. Yeah. Departments. Some departments even have a disc chair on the wall with all of the, the team members on it. It's, it's very yeah. powerful. Now, you can get a free version of those online. Highly recommend you go out and just give it a shot and just kind of get a gist of what personalities everyone in the workplace is. Oh, yeah, because it just you get to learn how to communicate better with each other, but also with clients, you know, so it's really interesting. 
Yeah, and then she she had her take on staff meeting as well. John Doran, for himself in the development team, he well he obviously mentioned he felt obliged to mention that he was very distant from what would be involved in running the salon. But in terms of starting a business, if he had to do that, he has loads of experience in running teams. So he was saying that staff should share should value the same things, understand what your mission is, and row in the same direction with the same decision making processes. So a lot of it, it was a lot about communication, having regular one to ones, not sitting behind a computer trying to analyze everything that's going on, actually being there to see and get a real pulse of, of your business and daily meetings, roundtables and things like that. So yeah, and, and then obviously we had Connor also speak about that, but he had a, a lot to say actually. He, uh, he had things to say on positioning. So positioning your salon in the industry, would you, how premium do you want to be? Would you rather aim at a more price conscious part of the market? Do you want to be like a high-end salon? Talked about discounting, pricing. He talked about culture. So setting a culture of learning in, in the salon. So providing training, asking for feedback, things like that. And then on marketing as well, he was saying, you know, get some marketing training as soon as possible. If you're a smaller salon, use Facebook Live and Instagram stories to bring people on your journey of entrepreneurship, no matter how old or new your salon is. People buy from people and, you know, and he goes on and, and it just totally makes sense, you know. Yeah. And then the last one that we had feedback from was Patrick, product director. And we've had him on the show before as well, announcing new features and, and things like that. And for him, the most important thing was client retention. I guess, you know, it, it connects with the client reconnect and things like that. And it makes sense, you know, it's, it's from his point of view from the back end of things from building the product and seeing how salon owners use our product on a daily basis so yeah it's, it's a really interesting one like it's it's well, well worth a read and it take what three four minutes of your time yeah and you even have under each of their sections nearly you have links to blogs that they have done before i mean like connor goes he has every reason why to stay away from the discount culture all great reasons mm. then like you said that client reconnect it's a feature in our product but it's the whole attitude of why you should utilize your own clients as opposed to trying to reinvest so much money and get new clients. Because I think it's what Paddy talks about. It's something like 10 times, cost you 10 times, 10 times more money to get new clients than it does to retain existing ones and stuff like those. So yeah, yeah if you check out that blog, there's way, loads more resources involved in it too. So that brings us on then to, I suppose, our last three podcasts. So um recap from 45 46 47 yeah uh, oh and 48 so the last four episodes 45 was an interview with Valerie Del Forge to chat about her new salon manager development series in collaboration with Forest Academy and the first one took off and uh, it had brilliant feedback from it I mean the first one was all about how to manage staff yeah it was really good like uh, one of the feedback we got was I love the how to manage your salon staff webinar it was good to review known info and to learn new ways to run my business the comment that has stuck with me is make every decision a financial one this is possibly the best advice ever I'm looking forward to the next webinar and that was from Mary Gilmore who was tuning in on the day yeah so there's six uh, webinars on this series and it's one a month so we had the first one last well this month uh, the next one is on November 6 and we'll talk more about that in the webinars section of the show and so yes so it's all about managing staff and uh leadership and building basically she's taking you on a journey <laughs> yeah like 
like we said in that uh, interview with Valerie, you can pop in, do one here and there, but at the end of the day, treat it like a staircase. Treat each webinar as a stepping stone up to that top. So if you can like register for all of those and try and attend as many as you can because each one adds to the last. Yeah, it's very, very cool the way she, she built that whole series. Then episode 46. Yeah, so this is one that we were just talking about earlier that the likes of Connor, um, Ronan and Mel all talked about was training, recruitment, yeah. basically. Yeah, exactly. So Sam Pierce was on the show with us to share her views on the recruitment crisis that is currently happening in the hair and beauty industry and how, you know, the causes for it, how it affects obviously businesses and salon owners, but also how it affected the people trying to get into the industry. Because she was saying that most therapists graduating from colleges don't actually ever make it into the industry in the end. Yeah, like what Sam was talking about is you have so many um, courses in the hairdressing industry, in the beauty industry. Like you think you, you can go in and learn, you can do a full beauty course in three months, she was saying. It's a, mm. it's a crash course. But what you're coming out there is you're coming out with great physical skills but you're not hireable you don't have that personable approach you can't work with a team you can't work in a salon you basically have the theory but you never actually practice you don't have the real life experience exactly you've never touched a client <laughs> it sounds a bit odd but like you've never actually put what you've learned into practice on a real person you might be using a doll or you might be using one of those you know those like the dummies that you use but she said when especially when you're using like cosmetic like there's chemicals and stuff in that you need to know how to apply that on real skin before you can go into a salon. And that's what Sam Pierce is doing here. She set up the Greenhouse Training Academy. Now, this is a brand new skill, uh, school, and I see on our website she's actually taken enrollment for it now. She has a rigged recruiting process because she wants to make sure the people she hires really want to do this because if you really want to be in that industry then you're going to have fun but if you're someone who thinks they can go learn all these skills in three three months to nine months that's just someone who thinks they can breeze by like it is it's a tough industry just like any job it is hard you have to have the passion for it and that's what sam is hoping to get with it or that's what sam will get we know with the greenhouse training academy it's real passionate staff so if you're really serious about getting in that industry and you're local i would highly recommend getting involved in that and i'd like to see more of these training academies coming about as well yeah so yeah sorry go on oh no i was i was i was just thinking about even uh, paul davy who i interviewed uh, for the blog a few months ago already but he has the hairdressing live and it's kind of like an online academy uh, in that sense for hairdressers and I'm, I'm seeing i'm seeing it grow and i'm just you know, it just puts a smile on my face. And I'm like, yeah, this this is what needs to be happening. You Rainbow know? Rooms do it too. I mean, like, it, it, we talk about recruitment and we're going to talk about it a bit more in another blog coming up on this episode. But people find it really hard to recruit people who will also share their vision. And like you were saying about building your brand, what's your mi uh, mission statement and what's your vision and work on that to develop your brand. So if you could start bringing guys in and training them under your wing, because You've spent so long building this brilliant brand that you want to keep it going. You want to make sure your staff have that same feeling. You're not just hiring staff who have the skills. You're hiring staff who share that passion with you. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and, and that's, 
I suppose that's kind of what I, I was talking about in episode 47 when I was, uh, so episode 47 was our blog episode, mid-month blog episode in October. And uh, I went in depth through the kind of open letter to the industry from Isilon coach Richard McCabe. And he basically was saying there's no shortcuts to building a successful salon and spa. And he was explaining that loads of times when people get nervous that they won't be able to you know, get enough staff to fulfill the client demand. Uh, they'll just kind of hire whoever uh, just to, to, you know, get on top of everything that's happening. But then it doesn't really reflect the culture, you know, in the salon. So there's a culture fit problem there and it comes down, uh, it appears further down the line. And, and basically he was saying, like, you need to hire for your culture fit. You need to make sure that you're not taking shortcuts. You know, it's not it's not an easy thing to run a business if you kind of just make moves in terms of like putting out fires in the long run it's not going to help you you know you need to even if times are getting tough take the time to really think about who you're hiring how you're doing the training yeah people will understand and um it will reflect in your team as well. Like if you're just hiring for the sake of hiring because you need someone now, but they don't fit in the team at all. Or if you're opening a second location and then, you know, the the first location is, is feeling kind of left uh, behind, you know, it's, it's, it's all of these things you need to think about. I suppose it's, it's a way of just making realize that you need to think long run and not just short term. It's not about putting out fires. It's about, you know, uh, prepping for the future. Yeah, and that, that backs up a point that Connor Keppel talked about in a blog there. He doesn't recruit or hire because he needs a role now. Mm. He recruits for long term. So like you were saying, a recruitment process could go from three to six months. You don't necessarily need to hire that person. But you're looking out, you're getting the feel for people and you're expanding that over a couple of months. So when you do eventually need to hire someone, you have, I suppose, a catalogue of really good people that f- suit or suit your company. Because when you're hiring someone, you're not going to tell them, oh, yeah, we're hiring for someone that's going to start in three months time. You're not going to tell them that at the CV stage. Yeah. You're just telling them I, we're going to hire someone. So however long that takes, you get a good feel of guys that fit your culture. And then when the time comes, you can always go back to them and go, yeah, no, we're, we're really interested. It was, it's been a long recruitment process. We're ready to take you on mm. now. So like Richard is saying and like Connor is saying, don't hire with an end date in mind or that you need them by a certain start date. Start recruiting with the idea of I'm going to keep these in my back pocket and when I'm ready, I have I have the, I suppose to pick it a bunch or cream of the crop, whatever <laughs> you call it, whatever uh, metaphor, or, yeah, saying. Expression, but, yeah. That's the one. Um, yeah, it gives you time. It gives, it, and it's all about giving yourself time because I suppose do it in the quiet periods because people panic when they start getting really busy and they're, they're like, oh, I need to get staff and then they hire someone quick and that's your fire. Yeah, exactly. That's the, that's the putting out the fire and, and that's the dangerous part of that's, it. That's, again, that's any industry, any, any job role. Like, oh, yeah, of it's course. Just, it's, a, it's a management tactic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. So that essentially covers our next two blogs, the, the no shortcuts <laughs> yeah. and expanding a, a second location. 
Do you, do you want to talk about the, the second, expanding second location? The second location. Well, like, re- really quickly, I mean, Gloria Murray, she is an accountant and director of Murray Associates and Accountants. She's an award-winning accountant. She's even won two uh, extra awards in the last about one week and a half. And so the blog that she wrote in October was expanding with the second location. Is your salon truly ready? And she's just basically put everything into a blog where she says, okay, loads of people come to me saying, I'm ready to open a salon, a second location for my salon, for my spa. Uh, Gloria, what do you think? Should I do it? And most of the time she says no, because the five like key questions have pro- to, to make sure that you're actually ready haven't probably been asked or uh, reflected on. So is it the right time in terms of time in the year, but also time for your salon? Is your salon running like clockwork? Is everything going uh, totally fine? Or is there an area that you're experiencing any sorts of problems and you need uh, fixing because opening a second location will make things worse. Uh, is it organized and efficient as it mm-hmm. is? Can you pick up that template and move yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. And then she also goes on to, do you know the important numbers in your business? You know, if, if your staff utilization rate is only 50%, don't think you're going to make more money by opening a second location. You know, so all things like that. And then do you have a plan because it might take you up to six, nine months to find the dream business premise or building. So while you're ma- while you're looking and getting things prepared, make yourself a plan. Uh, so and then the fifth question is, do you have a plan B? Because unfortunately, plan A's don't always work, and you know we know that. So yeah. So if we go back to even to episode forty-eight when Jenny Lawson and her eco innovative salon Mimosa Beauty, you know that 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 was, that was loads of preparation. <laughs> Like we went into that episode thinking, okay, yeah, eco innovation, she's gone green, this is going to be great. How did she do it? What tips does she have for people? And my God, persistence, persistence, this woman has it all over. I mean, like the worst. Oh, she's, she's passionate about it. There's no doubt. Yeah. Like we even told her she's writing up an ebook about it. She's going to use this podcast because she was saying she was inspired by a TED talk about, I suppose, keeping the ocean clean and stuff like that because she is a scuba diver herself. And we were telling her, like, after that episode, that was her TED Talk right there. Yeah. <laughs> first thing I went to do, is, first thing I did is went out and sorted out my recycling bins at the home. <laughs> yeah. We now have a compost bin. <laughs> well done. It was, it was mental. Well I did not Very expect to come out of that episode <laughs> so inspired, I suppose. Mm, no, it was a really, really good episode. And, and it just went to show that, you know, you can have all these ideas, but if you're not planning them uh consequently you know it, it's it's kind of hard to manage like she, for herself she was saying that she even she didn't even get a a grant or a loan or anything um no we thought she had loads of support from the council yeah, and stuff like that nothing nothing yeah so it's you know and then she was mentioning about even just the carpet uh, she she was talking to her, her interior designer and she said uh i want this you know the the most eco uh recycled <laughs> carpet and the designer went, uh, well, <laughs> but you know, it's all these little things. It could seem, it could seem small and you can easily, uh, forget about these things, but that's why you need a concrete plan, especially like for yeah. instance, especially when you're opening a, a location for the first time or you're moving buildings. Cause in her case, that's what happened. She had Mimosa Beauty for five and a half years and then she moved into a new building, a completely eco, uh, 
eco building so you know and and made her salon eco-friendly and that's the first one in the uk so it's, it's a great accomplishment yeah so for anyone interested in that one that was actually that was a long episode but it was a really good episode and i think it was also the first time in that episode uh, first time in any podcast that we had uh not an outtakes but a, a b-side. b-side yeah i suppose an extended version yeah. Because when we signed off the show with Jenny, um, we were talking to her a little bit after, and we just even more information. It was just gold. So we were like, Jenny, we're going to have to put this in as an extended cut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, no, and, and it was worth it. I mean, uh, I've, I've actually seen it go around on Facebook so many times this week. So clearly it's it's hidden the right spot. It's doing what it has to do and, and hopefully she, she you know she can benefit from it and get more people concerned about, you know, keeping the oceans clean and stuff. So Yeah. And so that brings us back to today's episode. <laughs> That's kind of what we had going on in the last few weeks. But if we're looking a little more into the future, you know, January is our Salon Owner Summit and the tickets are very very close to being sold out so uh, we had released a hundred extra tickets about I want to say three four weeks ago now yeah so this year we have a really big lineup we have Tabitha Coffee from the Bravo TV show Tabitha Takes Over and in a nutshell what she does is she helps struggling business owners transform their lives so she's going to be our main key speaker at the 2018 Salon Owner Summit then we have Steve Martin. Now, Steve Martin is a name that's been thrown around the office a lot. It's not the comedian Steve Martin. It's even better. He is all about the science of persuasion. And like you can see, there's like a 10-minute whiteboard animation on YouTube. That's just going to give you a little hint of what he's going to be talking about on the day. It's brilliant. It's all about using the likes of reciprocation, social authority, things like those to, I suppose, uh, empower your clients, or empower is a very strong word, but... Yeah, well, essentially, like, how the smallest changes can make the most significant difference in your business, you know, in, in, the, in the terms of how influencing how people think. Exactly. I mean, like, for anyone that's never come across um, the power of persuasion before, that is going to be fantastic. Just, like, six principles, very small, very easy, but very impactful. Then we have Gavin Hoare. Gavin Hoare is he's known as the master of all salon managers, manages the ultimate super salon of 90 staff with 1,200 clients a week and 250 innovative hair and beauty treatments and services. So you're bound to learn a thing or two. Like when you're managing a salon that big, like, <laughs> uh, geez, that, that just sounds tiring. But yeah, that's going to be amazing. And then we have our very own um, guest contributor, Valerie Del Forge and Valerie Del Forge is going to focus on um, motivating your staff, effective management, and the most important leadership. So yeah, give us a shout here at first um, salon software and say, give me those salon summit tickets for twenty eighteen. Yeah, there's very, very limited tickets uh, left. So, uh, yeah, you don't want to miss that. Give us a shout. Even if you just email marketing at forest.com, we'll redirect you to the, the right uh, department for that. Yeah, so anything, I suppose what else to expect at it, not just the speakers, but you've got your summer pre-party mm-hmm. in Dublin on the 7th of January. Uh, then we've got the, the day of the speakers, but we also have workshops this year as well. We didn't have the workshops yeah, last and year. Yeah, that's a first. So it's going to be way more engaging because... Like it's all like I love going to conferences and listening to speakers, but sometimes you just want to get what you're learning and put it into practice. And that's when you come away with the real skills. Um, Then we have the typical lunch refreshments and lots of networking opportunities. So you get to meet your peers, meet other salon owners and managers 
and mingle with each other, learn from each other most importantly. Get a, a lovely goodie bag worth £70, so I hope I get one of those. <laughs> Got the VIP after party then at one of Dublin's most exclusive events. No one knows what it is yet, only the PR guys, so we're still trying to crack them. They still won't tell us. <laughs> and then we have our Inside Forest Breakfast at the Forest HQ, which we had last year and actually was brilliant. So we had... Oh, yeah, it was a massive success. Yeah, like we had our head of product, Paddy Monaghan, there, who was doing a big talk on all of the latest features, why we're doing certain features, and it was the, the, um, the Forest user voice as well, the importance of that, so... For anyone that wants to find out a little insight about Forest, about the staff, the products, come along to that because that was that was a great day. And most importantly, I forgot to mention, myself and Zoe are going to have a little Forest FM on the day as well. So yeah, so we might finally you know, get to see the faces behind the voices. Exactly that, or even just you know walk up to us and you have uh, you have anything interesting to share with us, we can get you on the podcast on that day because we're going to be doing a, a live episode anyways. So yeah, very exciting. Yeah. So nervous, but can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, have you got anything else to include in this episode, or are we a wrap? Uh, I think it is kind of a wrap. The last thing I want to mention is the competition and the webinars uh, coming up. So this month's competition, you're in for a chance to win an industry magazine. So depending on, obviously what kind of business you are yeah or what in. sector you're in you know enter the contest you get to choose what kind of theme of a magazine you would like to receive so is it hair is it beauty is it spa you know that that kind of thing so you get to select two of those then you enter your uh, name first name last name email and and then if if your name is drawn at the end we'll reply back and and you know propose a few options and then you can pick the one uh, you would like and that's a one-year subscription to that magazine for yourself so uh, the contest ends on November 6th we will pick the winner in that same week uh, it is a limited entry giveaway so it is exclusive to the first 200 people who enter we already have 65 entries bound to keep going up anyways hop onto that it's on the forest blog it's on um, our Facebook page as well in one of the tabs and so we're looking forward to your entries so our uh, next Next upcoming Forest Academy webinar is the uh, second segment of the Salon Manager development series with Valerie Del Forge. And so it is Structure is Key. It's on November 6th. And this uh, this time it's not 3 p.m. It's actually 12, so noon to 1 p.m. UK Ireland time. Uh, and that would be 7 to 8 a.m. US Eastern time. So in this webinar, what we'll talk about, well, actually what Valerie will talk about is perfecting your business's operational strategy, mastering time management for your business and your team, and managing team expectations. So the way you register for this, you go onto our Facebook page, into the events section, you find the Structure is Key webinar, and then if you go into or ticket information or find tickets, you can click on that, it'll bring you to the registration page, and you just fill in your details, you'll get a unique login code coming through in your emails, and you log in with that on the day of the webinar. Nice one. So that is episode 49 in a nutshell. Yeah, so I, I mean, hopefully uh, we'll catch you back on episode 50 for Milestone. We have a really cool episode coming up. We wish you a wonderful week and we'll catch you next Monday. All the best. <laughs>